4: Look
3: for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
0: Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on v the sports
5: betting network. We welcome you in. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM on a lovely Sunday afternoon from downtown Las Vegas. Circus Sportsbook Studios with Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson. Look at us. The normal Hi, we're here. partial primetime action. <laughs> sometimes villain, sometimes normal crew. We're here on a weekend. Elliot Bauman, our outstanding producer behind the glass. There is a lot going on today there, Jeff. We'll have a lot of NFL discussion coming up on the show today. Full Major League Baseball slate to get into as Sean Zarillo going to join us a little bit later this hour. We have a couple other guests as well coming up later on in the show. Golf is uh, is winding down here. The Wyndham Championship on a Sunday final tournament before the FedEx Cup playoffs begin next week. So a lot of shifting and moving around the PGA landscape. Soccer's back underway, Jeff. I know one Jeff Parles firing on some, uh, some, hey, some hey, Premier League bets because you got it. You got to. Soccer's back. And look, we'll have all that sort of stuff look, to talk look, about your, today.
4: Your, your guy, Erling Haaland, by the way, very good at soccer, er, Erling Haaland. No, no I've sh- heard. No, yeah. no shock there. Two goals in his debut for Man City today. Totally torpedoing a uh, plus a goal and a half that I had out West Ham where I actually thought the Hammers played all right today. Played fine.
5: Man City's too much. We here. will. Don't worry. We are going to do our full, our recap analysis of Match Day One. I know you're happy. This, this is right in your My alley. My team. The Seagulls, Brighton, and Hove <laughs> Albion win for the first time in their team history against Manchester United. We will talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Samantha Previck going to join us next hour talking some NFL along with uh, Tom Cunningham from Vegas Insider. Samantha with the Action Network. So we're going to have a couple of great NFL guests coming up a little bit later today. Like I mentioned, Sean Zerillo will give us his thoughts on some of the big MLB action coming up a little bit later this afternoon, including Sunday Night Baseball. As for right now, Jeff, a bunch of games going on in progress A a Sunday of celebrations around Major League Baseball. You have the Reds and a friend of VEASAN, Pete Rose, being celebrated for the 1980 World Series championship team. You have the Milwaukee Brewers celebrating their 1982 American League championship team. For for the the kids out there. Milwaukee Brewers used to be in the American League. So a couple of interesting uh, storylines there. And as we go rapid fire around the league here, Jeff, I think the game that stands out to me the most is a game in St. Louis where for the first time in several months, the Cardinals are first place in the NL Central, but down 4-1 right now in the top of the second. Adam Wainwright, who has a sub-2 ERA at home entering today and an ERA over four on the road, getting lit up right now. And the bases are loaded, 4-1 Yankees there, trying to avoid the sweep. Yankees have really fallen on hard times, but in Frankie Montas's first start as a Yankee, it is 4-1 thanks to a three-run second inning that was just uh, capped off by an Aaron Judge two-run base hit. So this has been a very interesting series to watch all weekend there in St. Louis.
4: Well, I, you know, I, I'll tell you, Ben, I'm a little aggravated with myself yesterday because betting Jordan Montgomery and the Cardinals to win yesterday was one of those that were flashing in red light right. of make this bet. And, of course, I didn't and won nothing final last night. Oh, of course. I, I will say this with the Yankees, and I, and I was having this conversation with someone else before the show today about the Yankees where – they have a lot of flaws for a team as good as they are. A team that legitimately has 70 wins already. And had the best, we legitimately played 700 baseball for two months. They they really didn't do what they should have at the trade deadline. We talked about this throughout the week. The Bader-Montgomery trade was very weird. The Montas-Trevino trade was good. The Benatendi trade look, looked good on paper, but Benettendi's barely got the ball out of the infield since becoming a Yankee but this team has some flaws that make it very difficult for me to at least see them beating Houston in a playoff series by the way Astros somehow actually lose the last two in Cleveland Cleveland with a one nothing win in the Peacock game of the day to begin our day yeah, beats Christian, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. beat Christian Javier yeah Christian Javier one nothing but the Yankees have some flaws and and, and by the way uh, they Wayne right able to hold it at 4-1 uh after one and a half but it just it's it just a scenario where the Yankees needed to probably do slightly more Cover the holes that they have. And it's just going to be hard for them to beat Houston in the playoff series. Now, it's baseball. The Yankees could end up at home field, and I could be very wrong in a few months.
5: It's still a very good baseball team They're still in general, very good. But yeah, very good. Uh, today is a $1.35 closing favorite there at BetMGM. Total of eight. In-game total now up to 11.5 right now. Yankees a $4.50 favorite at BetMGM. Cardinals coming back at plus 290. And they demoted uh, Ron Marinaccio who has been one of their best relievers because essentially he was the only guy with the AAA option left, and they had to officially activate Frankie Montas there into their lineup. So that is another piece that Brian Cashman, the GM, is going to have to work around there. Marinaccio, who, by the way, I sat behind his like 15 of his family mm-hmm. members last Sunday at Yankee Stadium. It was, it was really fun. They were living and dying with every pitch. That guy's good. Get Marinaccio back in the big leagues, okay? Yankees, that's all I'm asking. A couple other situations, too, around Major League Baseball, Jeff, where teams are... In the have the potential at least to pull off sweeps today. I mentioned Philadelphia celebrating that 1980 World Series championship team. Uh, this is a team that we forgot about a little bit. Joe Girardi gets fired. They had that initial winning streak, but after Bryce Harper goes down with injury, we kind of just written off Philadelphia, and here they are. They would actually be in the final wildcard position there in the National League. They've absolutely destroyed Washington here each, each of the first three games of that series and looking to pull off a four-game sweep there at uh, Citizens Bank Ballpark. Off to a good start. 4-0 lead Aaron Nola as a $3 favorite in a lot of spots. Uh, they are basically, their line is off the board, as you can see right now. But how about these Phillies? They just, and again, I know it's Washington. I know it's a team that is really struggling. But uh, to continue to put the pedal to the metal against really, really bad teams, something teams like the Brewers have not been able to do, other teams have not been able to do either, and Corey Abbott getting uh, lit up today. Nick uh, Nick Mitton with a two-run homer, his second of the year. Go figure. So, it is 4-0 sure. Philadelphia there in the bottom of the fourth, as you see how our current NL wildcard race looks right now. This wildcard race
4: really got funky over the last week, hasn't it? Because the Padres now with this half-game lead on Philadelphia, behind them in the loss column, no less, which, by the way, also, Ben, we, we, I, I would be amiss a to not mention that the Dodgers have very quietly because now 41 games over 500 and 14 and a half clear of the Padres in the West, but this NL a wild card race. And I got to give the Phillies a ton of credit because when Bryce Harper broke his thumb on a hit by pitch, everyone's initial reaction, including mine was okay. That's it. There was a nice story. They got hot after they fired Girardi made Thompson, the manager. That's it. They're going to fall off. They're probably going to end up missing the playoffs being team seven and, or eight in that eight-team race because the Giants were still in it at that point, Ben. But the Phillies have played great baseball the last month, and they are right in the thick of things. and, And if it's heads up with them
5: and the Brewers, with the way the Brewers have looked the last few weeks, it's advantage Philadelphia right now over Milwaukee. Definitely agree with you on that. Reese Hoskins, as we are talking, hits his 24th home run of That's the year. That's a home so run every game in this that series. That is, Hoskins. Uh, yes, four games, four home runs. Six-nothing Philadelphia right now. Again, the money line's off the board already here. Uh, ten and a half over minus 115, your live total.
4: By the way, Washington with a loss today will be 8-51 and 51 against oh, the NL East.
5: Oh, my. 8 and 51 I mean, in what division. Is, what is this? The 05 John Lannon opening day starter <laughs> you, you led Nationals? You know what the ridiculous I mean, part
4: on. of that stat is? They're over 500 against non NLA's competition. That's actually. <laughs> like, How is that possible? That's, well, again, you play a ton of division games, obviously, yeah. but when yeah. you're that hilariously bad against your division, where, let's face it, it could be three, it's probably very well could be three playoff teams in the Marlins who only beat Washington. So there you go. That's
5: pretty wild. Speaking of teams that what they are doing does not seem to make a whole lot of sense, the Baltimore Orioles. They tr- they trade off their two most valuable pieces, Trey Mancini and Jorge Lopez at the deadline. Everybody assuming they had the toughest strength to schedule in baseball for the second half of the year. The drop-off has not happened at all, no. Jeff, and they have a chance to sweep Pittsburgh today. Now, they are down right now here, 3 one in the actually just went down four one in the top of the sixth inning. So Pittsburgh, I'm seeing them right now about a, a $5 favorite at BetMGM. Orioles plus 310, 8.5 year live total after the O's in this game behind Spencer Watkins. Finally, the books have started to give Baltimore some respect. They were a dollar sixty-three closing favorite here across the market, at least today. And it got, got up to as high as a dollar eighty in some spots. Jeff, it's a team where again we just looked at the NL wildcard picture a second ago. You flip on over to the AL. Baltimore, you're, you're a game out, not only of the last spot, but you're a game out of the teams in spots two and three right now, Tampa Bay and Seattle. And I think we're at the point now where you have to at least take Baltimore pretty seriously the, the rest of the way, where no matter what regression metrics you look at on them, no matter how many pieces you take away from Baltimore, they're not going anywhere. That, that much to me has become apparent at this point. Might lose today, but what an impressive haul this has been, especially since the deadline where we just assumed uh, that fun, nice, uh, casual Start to the year would just immediately dissipate, and it has not done that at all.
4: It's a heck of a story, regardless of how it ends. And and no, for Baltimore, look, you give her to Mancini. That trade made sense to me. You're trading a guy who may be able to go out and re-sign in the offseason, free agent after the year. You get some That'd good pieces. The Lopez trade, they just didn't get enough back when you have so many years of control. I thought they needed a little bit more from Minnesota. That was a great trade by the, by the, by the Twins who... Desperately needed back end bullpen help, but Ben, it really has been incredible what Baltimore has done. And we we talked about earlier in the year. Okay, the AL East could get four: Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox. It's not unrealistic. Now it is those first three and Baltimore. I mean, the, the Red Sox. The Red Sox are a total disaster right now. Uh, under five hundred, they're losing again to Kansas City right now. I uh, big credit though to the O's for again they're two. I'd say they're two full years ahead of schedule right now. By this, yeah. And look, when you happen to be ahead of schedule, usually means good things are coming sooner rather than later. I mean, for we your we friends, saw though.
5: this happen with Houston, where yeah. they were they were very much ahead of schedule. You go 2015, back 2015, you know, yeah. seven years to the the preconceived rebuild, and yeah, they got there well ahead of time, and we see how that has worked infrastructure wise. For them now. Uh, we'll update the rest of the baseball here in a little bit. We have the Wyndham Championship still to get to, but as you mentioned, Jeff, at least in Boston, Cutter Crawford is about a dollar forty favorite today uh, against uh, Brad Keller and Kansas City Royals. If the win would take three of four from the Red Sox, who put it, picked a really, really suboptimal time to just completely go in the tank, they are now four games out of the final wild card spot, down two nothing right now. That game sitting in the bottom of the fourth. My goodness. Yeah,
4: just not good. By the way, quick golf thing, real quick. Yeah. Because uh, Tom Kim is up by four after quadruple-boggling the first hole of the tournament. 27 on the front
5: for Tom Kim. So we had an eight in hole one of the tournament, 27 on the front nine. So are, are we officially on 59,
4: Watch? Four.
5: Probably have to be. Yeah. Probably have to be. We'll update that when we return. Wyndham Championship, more baseball updates, and we'll get into some NFL this hour. All still to come right here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on Love top of it, like that, see that.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game.
1: I remember you came out of him crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. The His, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what you know? I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't not need it.
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This
0: is Betting Across America on BSN, the sports betting network.
5: Welcome back. It is our show, Betting Across America. We're just getting started. Our first hour of three from downtown Los Angeles. Our Los show. It's our show. Yeah,
4: you're technically right. it's, actually, it's Tom te-
5: Kim's show. Really, it's technically Elliot Bowman's show,
4: actually. Yeah,
5: sounds about right. Yeah, that would be. That it would is be Tom Kim's
4: right. show, though. And uh,
5: that's what I was in really Sedgefield. Thinking. Tom Kim, also known as Ju Young Kim, goes by Tom, though. As we were at the final round, Wyndham Championship there, Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. So t- it's funny we had this conversation on Primetime Action. This was on Wednesday with Matt Brown, who who is a uh, oh, watch out there, Jeff. Hello. Tom Tom McCarthy uh, just popping up <laughs> on my, uh, so, my laptop all, People named Tom really excited <laughs> here on the show today. So we had this discussion on Wednesday where we kind of felt like, so a guy like Tom Kim, who has been just a white-hot golfer over the past month, the discussion was, at what point does a guy's number get too short, where there's just no way you can you can justify betting him? Tom Kim, in a lot of spots, was as short as 30, 35 to 1 this week. I made the case that, I, like, I did not care how low the number got on Tom Kim, I felt like given all of the metrics and, and the way his game potentially could suit the course at Sedgefield, he was at least worth a top 20, and that, yes, maybe a 30, 35 to 1 was, a way, was way, way too short on a guy like him. Uh, took a piece of him, top 20, and he right now is leading by four strokes. He is eight under, Jeff, through the first nine holes today. Keep in mind, this is a guy who is is 19 under par now through 63 holes of tournament competition. He was four over. He quadruple bogeyed his first hole of the tournament on Thursday. I also gave out a 50-to-1 first-round leader on Tom Kim. So Honestly, yeah, was, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't a bad
4: bad handicap. You just have uh, one hole just, destroyed you.
5: Yeah, that, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the classic case of, eh, I would have won for just that one hole. That was kind of an issue, the snowman. So Tom Kim, 23 under par, Jeff. His last 62 holes of tournament competition. Looking right now at, at BetMGM, he is a $5 live favorite. At, uh, at this point, 19 under par, looking for his first PGA Tour win. John Ha is four back through eight. Sung Jae Im is not been playing horribly, but a little bit defensive on the course today. One under through eight right now, 14 under par, five back. And Sung Jay is actually second on your betting odds board right now. Six to one at Bet MGM. John Ha, 11 to one at the moment. But you were, you were looking this up in the last break, Jeff. This has been a, a truly historic front nine for Tom Kim. And the way things look right now, where he... He, he first on Thursday and Friday had gained the most strokes on the putting greens in back-to-back rounds all season by any PGA Tour pro. Only Scott Piercy, ironically, like two weeks before the 3M Open, was your previous leader there. So this is a guy who's in position to have a an incredibly historic four days here uh, at at uh, Greensboro at the Wyndham Championship and uh, kind of a guy who's very quickly here, Jeff, bursting onto the scene and, and what he has done today has really taken the cake even compared to what he did the first few rounds here. Pretty incredible. Uh, by the way, this is the second lowest
4: first nine holes in a, in PGA history, period. Only Corey Pavin at the 06 Greater Milwaukee Open, which I know you loved, Ben. I was at that tournament. 26 for Pavin in that. That's the I wasn't, only lowest score. I don't think I score. was
5: watching that round. It's
4: pretty amazing, but... again. And also, too, I really, I really would love to know what the number jumped to after Kim quatted the first whole of the tournament i I want to know what that number moved to because i wonder if anyone out there is paying attention enough it's like oh this guy quadrupled bogey the first
5: it, so and, chris and then
4: took it right there chris
5: felica the bear from espn college game day i know he tweeted that out yeah and, he, and somebody replied to him i saw this on thursday with a screenshot somebody did reply to him with a 90 to 1 ticket now i don't know if that was again he was 30 35 to 1 depending on the book I don't know if that was the absolute peak. I would guess, Jeff, it was. You could have maybe got 100 to 1, maybe. But I know there was somebody out there. So props to whoever you were. If you uh, if you bet uh, Joo Young Kim 90 to 1. But he, he appears to be, uh, he he's going to run away with this thing, Jeff. And uh, based on, especially, too, you consider this was a tournament that had all sorts of weather delays. They had to go out, play the last, uh, essentially, seven, eight holes of the third round early, early this morning before resetting, coming back out for the fourth round. So you look at what Tom Kim has done in today. First round, or I should say first nine today. Two pars, six birdies, and an eagle. And, like, I mean, he he finished, uh, like, he, he made, I guess he did make one bogey on the back when they resumed play this morning. But if you look at from his 16th hole on of, of this morning, that is now nine under par in his last 12 holes. So that's that's the type of, type of day. Just one of those days. That's the type of day he's having right now. So what an incredible, incredible. Uh, storyline there for Joo Young Kim. Uh, As things go on a little bit later, we'll have a better idea too once this wraps up where the FedEx Cup standings lie because it's the top 125 that get into the very first of the three tournaments there in the FedEx Cup playoffs next week. So there are a bunch of guys on the cut. We'll have a better idea once we get into later today exactly where the the points are going to shake out and who is going to make it into the first of those three uh, FedEx Cup playoff tournaments next week. Uh, in the meantime, Jeff, couple of uh, couple of baseball notes as we continue looking around the diamonds. Here we've got uh, Blue Jays, Twins on in uh, in the studios here at circa two nothing Blue Jay lead there uh, heading to the bottom of the fourth. This has been a, a look a back and forth series between two teams who were kind of waiting to see establish an identity, and the and the betting market has not been a believer in Minnesota all year. It has been in Toronto, but that's a team that has fired their manager and Charlie Montoyo. So uh, Blue Jays behind Kevin Gausman looking pretty good so far. Two nothing there to the bottom of the fourth. Ended up being around a dollar sixty-five to dollar favorite there with an eight and a half total. And for Chris Archer and the Twins, a win today gives them a three or four there from Toronto in that very tight AL Central. But Blue Jays here are at least in a position to continue to open up that lead. They'd go up to two and a half games for that number one wild card spot in the AL with a win today. Other results pending. So back and forth series, it's been there uh, all all weekend in tw- in uh, Minneapolis.
4: Yeah, look, uh, an important series for both teams. Honestly, any. Series now for Minnesota is important because they're trying to hold off the Guardians in the AL Central and I guess technically the White Sox, who technically you're still, the White Sox. you're still steadfast
5: in your belief. of... Oh, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I, I finally, I finally you, given up you're on done? the White Sox. You're done. Well, they're not going to fire Tony LaRusso. So, so you're done.
4: I'm out. I, I don't have a problem with them at this point. Uh, look, out. look, look for Minnesota. I think the biggest thing is in these series against good teams where Minnesota's history in playoff series and Series against elite competition is horrible over the last 20 years. This is a good little litmus test because you probably won't see Toronto, but you could see Toronto in the best of three if you're Minnesota. So to see where you stack up, uh, again, no, this is this is kind of a, one of those uh, pitching mismatches today with uh, Gosman. Yes, uh, did Arenado just uh, give the yeah. Cardinals the lead? Oh, yes, man. he did. That ball's gone. Look oh, at that! Man. So uh, the over has cashed in St. Louis in the bottom of the second oh, inning. My uh, Nolan Arenado three run homer. Well, it is six four Cardinals. Frankie Montas's Yankee debut is a, a disaster right now. That ball is
5: absolutely crushed.
4: So the uh, here, oh. here Ben, I'll go back to this and and we talked about, we talked about the NL wild card race. We didn't even mention St. Louis because they've hopped Milwaukee in the NL
5: NL Central. Right. One game the, lead right now.
4: The the interesting thing with St. Louis is that, and Ben, you and I. Spent a lot of time in Missouri. We covered the Cardinals for plenty of time. It does, As long as Mike Matheny's not managing that team, that team always overachieves what their roster is. And they had a, a quiet trade deadline that I actually think they got better with the trades for Quintana and Montgomery were the two bigger ones. And you have two guys that are playing at MVP caliber level this year in Arnado and Goldschmidt. And we just saw that right there. And for St. Louis, Ben, we, we talked about for a while, because Milwaukee was a bigger favorite than they probably should have been based off what the standings were for a long time in NL Central. If you have, you could have some very good Cardinal NL Central tickets in your pocket right now because of the way that Milwaukee was priced for a good amount of this no season. No question.
5: Yeah, and f- for Frankie Montas, this is uh, not the way not like what you what to want. start a career in pinstripes as he'd already given up two two runs previously in the bottom of the second it is a five-run second inning for St. Louis. That was a pregame total of eight that has already gone over. Live total right now, Jeff, if you want to get involved at BetMGM, 16 and a half. Uh, does that uh, that interest you at all? I mean, it is not. No, good I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm teams. good. This feels uh, like. Cardinals minus 260 right now. Yankees plus 185.
4: Well, and also, too, I'm going to. I i haven't even seen the weather report, but knowing August in St. Louis, I'm going to assume it's only pushing 100 degrees. So there's no reason to think the ball isn't just going to keep
5: flying. Going to go out on a limb and say you're probably <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least uh at least on that uh, and we'd mentioned too Blue oh. Jays uh Blue Jays twins uh what what did what did you find There you out?
4: go 96 degrees okay yeah there see, you go. with what
5: 80 87% humidity it, 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 yeah with yeah. With, fit, with 70% humidity oh, okay. perfect yeah yeah i wasn't far off
4: exactly what you expected um, That
5: by the way that and that Blue Jays twin live line at uh, BetMGM, now Blue Jays minus $5 on the live favorite live total there six and a half, little juice to the over at minus 115 uh, speaking of the AL Central as well Jeff those White Sox just can't seem to do anything right. I know a bunch of the guys in the primetime action in, in the room there. Matt Brown Kelly Bidland were both all over the White Sox when they faced a guy making his Major League debut on Thursday night. That did not go well. Rangers won that game. Rangers have won two of three in the series and with Spencer Howard he of a near 70 RA for a big bulk of the season Jeff taking on Lucas Giolito is a pretty healthy underdog today. Now, it is one nothing White Sox. They are $2.20 live favorites at Bet MGM plus 160 on the Rangers seven and a half live total juiced under at minus 130. But uh, a, a big weekend of opportunity, and so far the White Sox have not been able to capitalize even though they are up one nothing today. The dis-
4: the biggest disappointment in baseball all year, period. They, they missed the playoffs, it is an abject failure. It, it, it didn't even it's not even like Minnesota's gonna win more than like eighty eight games. Abject failure, period. Even with even even being ahead today.
5: Correct. You are completely right, and everything you say. AJ Pollock with the RBI base hit. At least the White Sox are winning today. Spencer Howard ZRA now a nice uh, 6.69. He so, brought it down. There you go. He did bring it down under seven. Yes, for Spencer Howard. Uh, everything else is either nothing, nothing, or has not changed since we last updated you. So we'll get back to baseball in a little bit. But up next, some NFL news and notes. Some interesting headlines from over the weekend. We'll get into those as we continue right here on Betting Across America.
0: This is betting across America on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: The College Football Guide here at VSN is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends, power ratings, and over/under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network as we're back on this show of betting across America presented by BetMGM. I was just, just thinking, uh, Jeff, we had, speaking of the Sports Betting Network, our good pal, Bradley Porras. Yes. Uh, he of, of college baseball betting action. Yes. Who, uh, he was on a bunch of our shows. A namely, lot of the numbers games. With namely, the uh, a numbers game yeah. back in the months of know, look, at May into early June. Uh, he collect, He was just here collecting. He had a little 100-to-1 ticket on Ole Miss. To, not uh, a bad day the office. To uh, win guy. the national championship. <laughs> so not a bad day. Great to see uh, one Bradley Porras here. Hanging out at our Circa Sportsbook studio. Uh, Jeff, we are also in that time as we just we talk about college football coming up. A couple weeks away, preseason week one is coming up as well. And we've got already some line movement too in the National Football League for week one. As we look at some of these NFL training camp news and storylines, it's funny how we, we get so many of these this time of year. And a lot of the, the practice really is just sifting through, okay, what's real and what just has no merit whatsoever. One great example of that was the news that came out earlier today and for Mary Kay Cabot, who is like is basically the preeminent source of information in Cleveland and all things Browns, has been their beat reporter for, for multiple decades, and she had the report that Kareem Hunt was, was requesting a trade, wanted out of Cleveland, and you're thinking, oh man, what, what are the Browns going to do? They're already without Deshaun Watson the first six weeks as it stands right now of the season. And, well, who was back at practice today, Jeff? It was Kareem Hunt. Oh, he was back today. So I guess that wasn't a story. So, we, look, example A, right, of how there are a lot of stories you're going to hear this time of year, and you got to figure out, okay, what's total BS and what actually has merit? One that I, one story that I think probably has a, at least a little bit of merit that's worth talking about is what's happening with Matthew Stafford in L.A., where they have said it is elbow tendinitis. They they've shut him down from throwing, really reducing his reps. He didn't throw at all in the spring uh, camps and, and the the development uh, time that they had there in OTAs. So we've seen now some shifting on the odds board, at least, Jeff. You look at uh, at week one right now, Bills-Rams, which hell of a way to start the regular season this year in the National Football League. Uh, this is now, I mean, Buffalo is uh, up to minus two at a lot of shops. I was just checking to see if there are any two and a half. There are a couple out there, but... Market wide, we're now at two, and this was widely assumed to be a pick'em or minus one when this line first came out. So clearly, the betting market feels like this thing uh, is real. Do you uh, you agree with that?
4: I, I I we we don't know. I mean, that's the big problem. I don't have a problem if you like Buffalo in the game. I don't have a problem with you taking a money line at minus thirty. I don't have a problem with that. Buffalo probably is the better football team going into the season, slightly over the Rams. There's no home field advantage at SoFi. We know that. But, you know, it's it's just tough because it's preseason. We know Sean McVay doesn't play his guys in the preseason anyway. So there'll be no test of this for Matthew Stafford. There wasn't going to be any test of this other than practice to begin with. It's just one of those where we have to monitor this. Because all of a sudden, if we get to September 1st, and Matthew Stafford is still dealing with a, with a potentially significant elbow-throwing injury, then we have to really start paying attention. Because if he's out of this game, this goes to Buffalo 5.5, Buffalo 6, pretty easily. This is a whole six-point swing from Stafford to Wolford, I would say.
5: And for what it's worth, there are now, I see three different books in the market who have gone to Bills minus 2.5. So it's really pretty evenly split. Uh, MGM at this point is still sitting at 2. So you're right now between 2, 2.5. This has been a point, point and a half uh, worth move and you you add as well the fact that van jefferson it is a very firm questionable tag on him week one with his offseason procedure they just announced he had a lot of the beat reporters have suggested that jefferson like you know the process went really really well they expect him to go quickly through rehab but again it's one of those you, you're always going to hear the positive and you you want to see him actually return but can, can you imagine like you're alan robinson here you come in and it's like oh my god i finally have a quarterback and it might be John Wolfer throwing <laughs> the ball on, on a Thursday night to uh, yeah to open the season. Talk about cruel and unusual punishment, uh, indeed. So I'm with you. It, it's not that I'm in a panic or worry about you know the overall health of Matthew Stafford. We have like this is a guy too. I mean, threw a, a ton of passes last year. Had a, had a deep run. When anytime you go to the Super Bowl, it's it's to be expected that for a guy of his age and the wear and tear he's had on his arm over the years they would be very, very cautious in how they ramp him up. So, again, remains to be seen. I wouldn't panic yet, but as you point out, if that actually ends up being real, you're probably seeing this line go another three, three and a half points further towards Buffalo. Uh, some other things. We want to, again, this is just uh, the, the Jeff BS sifter report is what we'll ooh, call this. Let's ooh. just let's just go through That's this. That's good. I like that. Good. Because Elliot has some headlines for us as well from over the weekend here. This is great. Trey Lance, every rep I take, I think the game slows down. I guess that's technically true.
4: Technically I mean, Technically, true. technically that makes
5: sense. Just like Kyle Shanahan saying, I don't know if I'm going to be alive on yeah, Monday. Yeah, well, look, look, again, there's, <laughs> you're sifting through a
4: lot of things, and, and we've talked about this
5: with Trey Lance in San
4: Francisco, and the Niners are the one team, let's say Matthew Stafford's injury is real then. Okay, let's say it's a big deal, and he has to miss a few games. We have no idea if he does or not. We assume probably not. The 49ers are the team in that division that is most likely to be able to hop the Rams and win the NFC West. And we can't really make any assessments of the 49ers, even with, again, look at those first two weeks on the schedule. I mean, you're almost a touchdown favorite on the road in Chicago. You're going to be a touchdown favorite at home against Seattle. Two games right out of the gate that you should win. If Trey Lance stinks in those two games against two mediocre to bad defenses, then you should be very alarmed with anything San Francisco future-related for 2022. Because he's clearly not ready, and you hope that every rep he takes, it does slow down for Trey Lance as we go along.
5: Even if it's by a microsecond. Uh, for what it's worth, the books that do, because there are some that already have put up week two lines, and there are some books that have lines up for every single game of the NFL season. You look ahead to week two, Niners are anywhere from eight, eight and a half, or nine-point favorites at home against Seattle. Yeah, that two. sounds Six about Six right. and a half across right. the board there week one in Chicago. How about this one? Matt Rule. He is not he's not going to make a, quote, major decision on any position, including a quarterback until after their uh, their preseason game to come in uh, in 12 days time at New England, which is uh, just kind so of after the second statement. preseason. So That'll be the second preseason game there for Carolina yep, with with the addendum of he said might not declare a winner if one quarterback has clearly not separated themselves from the other.
4: Oh, that's a good way to put it. That's a good
5: way to put it. An interesting phrase, yeah.
4: That's essentially saying, I don't think either of my guys are any good, if that's the case. So, look again, Baker's going to win this job. I mean, he has to. He has to. we know what Sam Darnold is at this point. At least with Baker Mayfield, you could say, all right, he was really injured last year. And that's why Baker Mayfield... Was basically a lead balloon in his production from what he was in 2020 into 2021. I, I Baker's got to start. You at least got to see what you have with him. And if he is bad again this year, then you know. All right. Well, I guess we're doing it. Do, we're, we're we're starting fresh again yeah. in Charlotte. Neither Darnell or Bay Mayf- or
5: Mayfield would be there in
4: 23.
5: Is there a is there another quarterback that meets the definition of sunk cost? In today's NFL, more than Sam Darnold, too. Because I mean, close. it's pretty close. I mean, if we're if we're being real here, on Darnold, what a what 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 a humongous disaster that's yeah. ended up being. But he'll hang around. He'll be he'll be backup. Yeah, he'll be backup for a while. Just maybe go you know read that Chase Daniel man manual of how to make a hundred million dollars while just you know holding a clipboard. Not not a not a bad way to have a career. Um, one more I'll throw at you because this is Jeff In case you couldn't tell. Guy from the lovely tri-state area. Oh, big New are we, York what, Jet what, fan. What, what do we got? You see this last night. Dwayne Brown at the uh, white and green scrimmage. Bringing him in, maybe. you have anything left? Maybe. Uh, I
4: mean, he'd be a backup tackle. I don't know. Because you have fan t- fans playing left tackle. Beckton's playing right tackle. Dwayne Brown was awesome. By the end, he slowed, slow, slowed down. Yeah. I don't
5: this know, would I'm... be what? This would be his 14th year, I believe. Remember, remember that 08 week? Sounds right. 08 week one. Texans at Steelers and Dwayne, on the, Dwayne Brown was literally crying on the bench because it was he had to line up against James Harrison in his first yeah, time. game bad. and just got absolutely terrorized. That was had
4: bad. a heck of a career,
5: but then he had I yeah. I mean, talk about a guy whose resilience turned it around.
4: It's a non-mover for me, even if not on your radar. There. I mean, if, even if they sign him, he's a backup tackle. No big deal. Have you ever artists.
5: been at the uh, green and white scrimmage there, Jeff, at MetLife Stadium? No, it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a waste of time. As a look, as a guy from Wisconsin, I mean the the family night back. scrimmage has been sold out like every year I've since been to, uh, I, the Lombardi. I've been, I've been to one,
4: one training camp practice
5: for the Jets. You've been to in one form,
4: in Florm Park.
5: Right. One. Sanchez was still the quarterback. That's how oh, long ago it was. There you go. Picturing Jeff pressed up against the fences it, at Florm Park. I want to say it's
4: 2010.
5: 2010? Two, no, 2010. 2010. Obviously, bad. was a good year for them. Last time I went to a Packer preseason game. Vince Young and Lendale White were uh, were rookies, and they were the Titans were sure. in the rainbow a great time I got to watch a lot of Ingle Martin that day <laughs> legendary Furman quarterback good, who was at good. one point the third string quarterback behind Favre and Aaron Rodgers oh we will go back to the major league baseball card and we return because Sean Zarillo has some plays coming up later on the card big big game in New York talking about all things New York Braves and Met. Spencer Strider Jacob deGrom we want to get Sean's thoughts on that as well as Sunday night baseball in San Diego we'll update some scores as well when we return on the other side here on betting across America
1: I'm going to be honest with you.
3: I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest.
0: Yeah, I, yeah because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top not of that. like that, see that?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out of
1: him crying, tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. His, he's going to withdraws about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college you didn't need it? Ain't
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Betting Across America on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we welcome you back, betting across America, presented by BetMGM. With Jeff Pars I'm Ben Wilson. Uh, another home run was just hit in Philadelphia, by the way, Jeff. Uh, yeah, so all Phillies today. Seven. Man, wait, wait a second. And that scored though. The Nationals did get a run. Yes. Good but, for them. Yes. Well, eight. What did you say? Eight and fifty-one against the National League. Yeah. If they lose today, it'll be if fifty-one. If they lose, yeah. seven-one Phillies there. Top of the sixes. They are rolling towards a four. Uh, game sweep. And then Willie Adamas has put the Brewers on the board. one nothing there to the top of the fifth Backing Corbin Burns. Brewers were big favorites today in the rubber match of a three-game series against Cincinnati. 22nd home run this year for Adamas, so one nothing for Milwaukee. We'll update the rest of the scores here as we usually do at the top of every hour in about 15 minutes, but right now I want to welcome on Sean Zirillo. He's been on the show plenty of times in the past. You see his work on Twitter at Sean Zirillo from the Action Network. I know you just had a big uh, UFC card Last night, now you turn your attention back to Major League Baseball here today, Sean. And uh, we've got some really fun action coming up a little bit later today, including in New York. Spencer Strider for the Braves, Jacob DeGrom for the Mets. Uh, how do you see this one going between a couple of heavyweights there at Citi Field?
3: Yeah, it's the one later game that I don't have a bet on for today. Saw nothing in the overnight lines last night. Nothing on the board currently that interests me. Slight lean to Atlanta. If it got closer to plus 145, I would consider jumping in on their money line. Spencer Strider has been absolutely phenomenal this season, should be the favorite for National League Rookie of the Year in my eyes. Second in strikeout minus walk rate amongst all pitchers behind Shohei Otani, ahead of Shane McClanahan. So Strider has been absolutely lights out, and his expected indicators aren't that far off from where you would project Jacob DeGrom in terms of an ERA. Maybe about a quarter of a run, third of a run behind DeGrom's projection. So certainly view the starting pitching matchup as much closer on paper and people might assume based on Strider being a rookie and his name value yeah, but definitely lean to Atlanta just no play for me yet need it closer to one. right
5: Seeing about a dollar 50 there underground in the Mets at Bet MGM plus 1 125 there Jeff Fano, Spencer Strider
4: yeah uh, again a uh, top-notch pitching matchup and Strider is yep. again the odds on rookie of the year favorite right now in the National League uh, Sean let's get let's get into your picks let's start with the Battle of the Bay here, uh, Oakland hosting San Francisco, Logan Webb has been much better at Oracle Park than elsewhere against Adrian Martinez.
3: Yeah, it took the A's last night around plus 200. This line kind of plummeted, woke up, saw it around plus 175, plus 180. I still like it there. Projected this line closer to plus 150, so 40% for Oakland at home. Obviously, Webb, the better starting pitcher. His expected ERA indicators this year between 34 so right around 3.5. And Adrian Martinez, a full run higher, anywhere between 4.4 and 4.7. Obviously, the Giants, the better lineup, the better bullpen. But I think the gap between those two lineups and bullpens might be a bit closer than the market indicates. And on top of that, the Giants are much better offense against left-handed pitching than they are against righties. So Martinez may be catching a team whose splits may not hurt him as much as others. Definitely like the A's here as an underdog. It's going
5: A's as a little dog there today. And I'm seeing you can still find about plus 170 at a couple shops in the market. But as Sean points out, a lot of action there on the overnight uh, on Adrian Martinez and Oakland. Uh, How about a couple teams here? These will not be playoff contenders, but that doesn't mean there is not value to be found here on the Daily Cards. As you look at Zach Davies in Arizona, hosting Jose Urania and the Colorado Rockies. Seeing here at BetMGM, Davies and the D-backs about $1.55 favorites, plus 125 the other side, and a total of nine juiced under. Where'd you land on in this one?
3: Laid the first five price with Davies and the Diamondbacks. See a pretty significant gap between these two starting pitchers. Davies' expected area this year is under four. Jose Urania closer to six. Urania more walks than strikeouts this season. 21 walks, 20 strikeouts. Even if I didn't model these games, he'd be a pitcher based on that fact alone that I would look to target against. That just doesn't happen in this day and age of baseball, having starting pitchers with more walks than strikeouts and close than 40 innings. So not striking anybody out. No command either. You're due to get hit much harder. Almost a run and a half, two run gap between these two starters. Bullpen's a little bit closer, but I projected this first five line all the way closer to minus one ninety for Arizona. So anything up to about minus one seventy-five is fine in my book. As you mentioned, could get closer to minus one fifty, even in the first five market.
4: Sean, another West Coast matchup, of course, coming up. Mariners hosting the Angels. Tucker Davidson makes his angel debut. Of course, he came over from Atlanta in the Iglesias deal. Uh, Marco Gonzalez uh, goes for Seattle. You're looking at a first five play here.
3: Yeah, another first five, but a dog in this case. uh, Seattle, much better bullpen than what the Angels have. So I want to keep this limited to the first five innings. And Marco Gonzalez, the type of pitcher who I like to bet against, his ERA is super underinflated relative to his underlying indicators, 3.95 ERA, but his expected ERA is expected FIP, both around 4.95. So a full run higher His strikeout rate is down 6% this year, both relative to last year and his career average. And his walk rate is right around league average, too. So he's not some command merchant who gets by with low strikeout totals. He has league average command, and his strikeout rate has taken a huge dip this season. You look at Tucker Davidson's projections, his fit projections anywhere between 4.4 to 4.7. So he already projects about a quarter of a run better at worst compared to what Gonzalez is doing in the big leagues this season. I think that was a nice pickup for the Angels. Gives them a league average starter for the middle of their rotation, like the A's on the first five money line down to about plus 125.
5: All right, Angels and Mariners. That one uh, coming up here in just about 20 minutes as far as Sunday Night Baseball. Again, speaking with Sean Zirillo here from the Action Network, at Sean Zirillo, you can find him on Twitter. We we had this discussion, Jeff and I did earlier, how all of a sudden you look up at those NL wildcard standings, and man, <laughs> Padres only a half-game lead right now against... Philadelphia for that, at least the second of the three wildcard spots San Diego is in. Uh, so you have the Padres trying to avoid a sweep tonight. Tyler Anderson going for the Dodgers. Yu Darvish there for the Padres. Pretty tight line relative to how some of these games have been for L.A. in the past year. What did you make of the matchup as you look at the Sunday night baseball there in L.A.?
3: Another first five money line and again to a favorite here with Tyler Anderson against Yu Darvish. I actually view Anderson as the better pitcher. I'm not sure if that's a hot take. But you look at the underlying metrics, Anderson with a 3.2 expected ERA this season. Darvish's indicators closer to 3.6, so about a half of a run difference there. Darvish's strikeout rate has fallen pretty dramatically this season, down 5% both year over year and relative to his career average. Anderson has increased his changeup usage, and I think he's just pitching with more confidence in front of a fantastic defense, knowing he's going to get run support and he doesn't need to be too fine. His strikeout walk minus walk rate, it is at a career high darvish is is going the other way so i actually view anderson as the slightly better starting pitcher dodgers the better offense bullpen is where this game tightens a little bit in the later innings i think they can go arm for arm pretty evenly the padres so limiting it to a first five play projected to dodgers around minus 145 would bet their first five line up to minus 135.
5: yeah seeing anywhere from a dollar 32 to about a dollar 40 in the market there on Anderson and the Dodgers today, Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, Sean Zerillo, always great of you to join us. Again, the plays for tonight, looking at Dodgers' first five, D-backs' first five, Angels' first five, and then A's on the money line. Sean, as always, appreciate the time, man. Best of luck with the uh, night slate here. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to join anytime. Absolutely. Love uh, love whenever, Sean. Gives us some time here on uh, Betting Across America. By the way, Reds have tied it in Milwaukee there, Jeff. So as we kind of pay attention to, especially a lot of these games and series with big playoff positioning and indications – Brewers just continue to uh, to not really be able to put much of any consistency together, and that has continued today. Michael Papirski, we already saw, uh, I, I, I already forget the guy's name, but we said a guy hit a multi-home run game for his first two home runs yesterday for Cincinnati. Michael Papirski, welcome to the uh, the home run show. Sure. This first, first this season for Cincinnati, a uh, 1-1 game there. And they've at least calmed down a little bit on the scoring in St. Louis, Jeff. 6-4 Cardinals. In the top of the fourth, and Aaron Judge is up with a runner in scoring position, 2 0 count against Adam Wainwright. So there's that.
4: Hey, quick quick thing for you, Ben. Brewers nine games over five hundred. How is Ashby two and ten? I know, I know, I know we don't really care about pitcher win loss anymore. I know. But a team that's nine games over and you got a dude who's two and ten? <laughs> how, how is that it's possible? Hard to-
5: yeah, it's hard to explain because <laughs> the guy has good numbers. It's just, he, look, he's been in a lot of situations where he doesn't go really deep in games and because the walk rate has been insanely high for Ashby this year. It, what's funny about that too, Jeff, they just gave him a massive contract extension mid-year and he's 2-10 uh, and, he's two and ten with numbers that don't exactly jump off of the page too. So, really like him long-term. He's just, oh, he's been in a lot of bad spots where he's... 2-10, he's, 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 Wow. He's, because they used him too as a long reliever at yeah, times. yeah. so he's coming to some games where it's a you know tie game and he gets hit around a little bit and then they go down. And as we know, Jeff, it's not like the Brewers have the most potent offense in the world. I don't know if I'm making any breaking news statements with that, but not exactly, not exactly the greatest offense ever. One one game right now there. In the fifth inning, we'll update the rest of the scores when we return because we're about to start a whole nother hour. We'll update you as well on the latest at the Wyndham Championship. More NFL talk still to come in the next two hours, maybe some soccer, maybe some tennis. You never know here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM.